Now, before we get into this week's episode of Now About That with James and Sarah, I want to discuss our very first ad, Link. Unlike the traditional business card you have to throw out as you change companies, titles, and even states, Link is the new digital card that allows you to update your information as you progress through your career. With Link, you can share more than just your phone number and email address. You can include information like links to your social media, website, and even a podcast. There are tons of really great options on their website where you can choose from a traditional business card, plastic, wood, or metal, and much more. Personally, I decided to go with the keyring option that has an NFC chip and a QR code where anyone with a smartphone can scan and download my information. With Link, I am able to share my email address, phone number, and links to this amazing podcast along with our website. Follow the link included in the description of this episode and be sure to use the promo code now about that at checkout for 15% off whatever you purchase. Not only will you get a great deal, but you will also be helping grow Now About That with James and Sarah, the podcast where two friends talk about whatever. Now, on to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And on this week's episode, we're going to do a quick catch up, see how things are going. And then we're talking a little bit about Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So we'll do woot woot. Uh, what I've done is pulled up just a, um, it's actually from Snack Nation. Okay. Have you heard of them? No. It's, it's a company where you can like order snack boxes, like a monthly snack box, and they'll send you like... Um, it comes from different different places around the world. So they send you, and this is not an ad. Although I might reach out to them and see if they want to sponsor. <laughs> hey, there we go. Um, but they have a post about seven ideas for Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And it's yeah. just um, seven ideas to on how to um, actually like support and celebrate American Heritage Month. And then I also have a... Um, this is called 30 AAPI Heritage Month Trivia Questions for Work, which they don't have to necessarily be for work. And then I put together a quick um, trivia game that we can play at the end as well. It is, it's not about um, AAPI, but it's the um, history questions about the month of May. Ah, okay. So right. there are, I can't remember how many questions I put on that. There are 12 questions about things that have either happened, that have happened in the month of May. Mm-hmm. And there'll be multiple choice, Sarah, so you can have multiple choices. Fantastic. That'll be kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So do you want to do a quick catch up and see how things are going? Sure. How's it going with you? How was your week? It was good. It was long, boring, had a lot of stuff to do. I had a lot of meetings this week with um just people and i had a lot of stuff that i was working on for work obviously and obviously um i'm still contemplating reaching out to my instructor because (laughs) i i it's like a continuous issue with these instructors like it's fine and it's not that big of a deal um i looked at my grades and everything is updated and every single assignment except for one is 100 and the one assignment it's 60 points and I got 59 out of 60. Oof. And I'm like, I want to ask, can yeah. I have that extra point? You're like, I want that point. What do I need to do to get it? Because it was for a discussion board post, which they're useless anyway. So it's like, what? just give me the point. Just just give me the point. Yeah. 
other than that, it's been just kind of working on some projects that we have going on at work. And I have all of like the reading assignment portion, like not reading, I can't remember what, what, how they call it, like what they call it, but it's like, basically you do this PowerPoint, not PowerPoint, but this like e-learning thing mm-hmm. um, that reviews reading review basically and then you just have to submit that you've done it and you get the points for it so i've done all that for the rest of the class which doesn't end until this is week four so i have four uh, three more weeks this nice. week and two more um but i have that all done, which really there's just this week and the next week that has that and then this week has an assignment next week has an assignment and then the last week has an assignment and then other than discussion boards i'm done <sighs> what, what, about, what about you how are things going yeah <sighs> <laughs> did they did you get a is are the um shots that you're talking about are they for what we discussed last week about the, the egg, IVF. yeah egg extraction the egg extraction so i started the shots day before yesterday i have to take three but currently next week i'll start picking four <laughs> every day or yeah every day Ugh. yeah and i have to take them around the same time every day so i now have an alarm set on my phone for my shots gross but yeah so i i've already started like experiencing some of the uh the symptoms of like to show that it's working no um, extremely over emotional <laughs> Which, I mean, that's your base level anyways. <laughs> no, okay, but see, it was really bad because the other day, I was telling Nick about this. The other day, I woke up, I'm getting ready for work. I put on my work shirt and I'm like, my shirt smells funky. And it made me start crying. <laughs> okay, so then I'm like, we don't need to cry over this. It's just a shirt. We can change shirts. And then my brain goes yeah but but what if the next shirt it smells funky too (laughs) it was it was bad it was bad i i cried and then like somebody sent me like a really sweet text like telling me how much they appreciated me cried for like 20 minutes straight like i'm just like i know that i'm an emotional person normally but this is over the top yeah (laughs) that's funny um it's not funny it's I mean, it sucks that you're... I mean, at least it's... It's funny, but it's not funny. (laughs) Yeah. At least it's temporary, though. So, like, once you stop taking it, it'll go away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I do have a question. So, for the shots, are they, like, pre-dosed? Or do you have to, like, shove the syringe into a vial and dose it yourself? So, one of the medications comes in... It, it it comes in a vial, but like there are two separate components. So there's the liquid and then there's the actual like medication. Yeah. So I have to insert the syringe into the liquid, pull out the liquid to like one milliliter and then put it into the other vial to like to basically mix it make together. the solution. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one that I have to do that with, though. It's just just the one. The other two come like pre-filled. So all I have to do is just inject. Yeah. But I have to inject it into my stomach. Ooh. Yeah. Which... Is there a specific spot in the stomach or is it just anywhere in the stomach? So it's like obviously lower towards like the pelvis. But yeah, it's pretty much just like in and around my belly button is where I have to inject myself. Also, fun fact, um, one of the medications that I've I've actually been on before, it's um, an anti-clotting medication. And I had to take it when um, I was in the, after I was in my car wreck. 
but I was looking at it the other day as I was getting ready to insert it into my body, right? I'm looking at it and it says porcine intestinal mucosa in water, hmm. AKA pork intestine mucus in water. Yum. Is apparently what is going to prevent me from getting blood clots. So does this mean I'm going to be like part pig after all this is done? No. <laughs> They're not. Know. It's not. It's... I don't know. It's not mixing with your DNA, Sarah. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Jeez. You sound like one of those COVID anti-vaxxers. You, you don't want me to start a conspiracy theory about how I'm going to be part pig after all this? I mean, done. you do you. If it brings more people to listen to our podcast, sure. Do what you want to do. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like whatever crazy brings the people in. Sure. I'll be the I'll be the grounding board of this podcast and where I can be like, okay, people, this is where Sarah's gone crazy. You can listen to her, but this is why it's not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh no. So I know I'm not gonna be part pig by the time this is all done. It's just it's just very interesting to me. I was not prepared when I read that and then I was like, uh, no, I'm sticking it in my body. Ooh. So anyway, eh, well. but you know, I also, I was looking at our website and I realized, well, I had to go fix it because I don't know what happened. I don't know if they didn't save or what, but there are buttons on the website on the women's history month page. Mm -hmm. That I added that were link links. And I forgot that during the last week in that month we talked about mental health awareness and there were links to mental health sites already on there and for some reason the first two it just said new button it didn't actually say what the links were going to which is really frustrating so i did yeah. and i i didn't notice it until like i don't oh i was doing um i was attending a zoom call yesterday with i don't remember what the company was but it was basically it was a company where they were talking about like communication styles and uh, how to be a better communicator and we were put into like at the beginning we were put into uh different groups i can't remember what they're breakout rooms that's what they're called um uh, uh -huh. and we were supposed to basically network for the first like 10 minutes which so we just met with we were in there with four people and we just talked and um but it was less than two it was more like four minutes uh and then we there was a presentation from someone where they talked about i, I really i'm not gonna lie i didn't listen that much because it was extremely boring and she was like one of those like it was very like new age be the person you want to see in the world do this she had a very like a very it was one of those like cutesy voices that grain on you after and it oh, was literally like, like she's talking to children kind of voice yes and it was literally for like 45 minutes and i was like okay i had to turn my camera off because i knew i was making faces I was like this i gotta go and then they were like okay we're gonna break into breakout rooms again and i was like i i have another meeting i gotta go i didn't have another meeting but i was like i can't i, I yeah. was i can't for that much longer and i think that's why i don't like networking <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's, that's fair. part that's part of the but and as part of it i was like oh i should probably look at my because Part of what they were asking us to do is like put in the chat, put like who we were and then like contact information. And I was like, oh, I could probably put the website. So I pulled up the website and I was looking, I was like, oh, why are they, why didn't they say new button? And then I had to go back and fix it, but it looks mm. fine now. It's fixed. Yay. Um, But it's done. And I'm trying to think of, I might change them. So right, oh, that's not what I want. Right now um, at the top, there's the links 
that are it says home the people behind the madness black history month episodes and then women's history and i might actually change it to do like a drop down box where they can choose oh sarah's moving around she's gonna make me vomit <laughs> change it to where it's like it each it i might i might curate it to where every month the episodes are on there and then there's just like stuff from the episodes that we talked about right on there that's fair that might be fun so I might I might change it a little bit and make it a little more about oh here's what happened this month on now about that with James and Sarah. Nice. I like that idea. Also, sorry that I was moving around. Um I realized I'd been sitting in that seat for too long and I couldn't feel my legs. So <laughs> I, I mean, thought it was time to move. <laughs> that's what's nice about my desk. I have the sit stand desk so I can stand if I want to. Although I wish it did go just a little bit higher. Like it goes I don't I mean, know what it goes you're, to. You're pretty tall, so that's understandable. Yeah, I did go to the doctor and he said I was 6'2". And I was like, I don't think that's true. And also he was very short and he didn't actually like move. Like he didn't, he didn't adjust it to where it was actually touching my head and I had my shoes on still. So I think he thought my shoes were higher than they actually were. So he subtracted more. Oh yeah, no, you're definitely taller than 6'2". Yeah. And I think he was afraid of me. It was funny because he was like, every time he would say something, he was like, or not. I'm like, <laughs> okay. He also told me um, he wants me to start a 1200 calorie diet. I was like, dude, that's not plausible. That's not sustainable for somebody your no, height. No, that's not sustainable for anyone. Even a small, like, petite person, 1200 calories is not enough to sustain moving around. Right. Like, I'm... Like I'm not that active, but I'm also, there's a lot of person to move and I'm also very tall. So unless you want me to like pass out throughout the day, 1200 right. calories is not enough for someone. And uh, yes. I, I was talking to Karen about it and she was like, well, it's also not, that's very old, like very old way of thinking because it's not calorie count. It's what are the calories coming from too? Because if you're like... Right eating a 1200 calorie diet but it's all coming from like garbage food then it's the garbage food that's going to be doing the damage not the the calorie intake right so you, you know gotta, i was like, like holistically yeah i was like i might not focus on how many calories I, i'm going to definitely look at reducing the amount of calories because i do eat way too <laughs> i do take in way too many calories um right, but i'm same. like i'm going to be starting to introduce more vegetables into my diet and more like adding in more um, exercise because I do need to lose a little bit of weight. I mean, same. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned that because it reminds me of uh, the other day I was at um, an appointment where they were like giving me my sample medications to start my shots. And the anesthesiologist came in to talk to me about, you know, cause they're gonna sedate me for the actual egg retrieval. Um, and like, she was just weirdly that phobic, like just very weird about it. Like she just kept emphasizing that I shouldn't eat like a lot Oh, before you know, and that I shouldn't, shouldn't eat anything quote unquote heavy. Like, and she's just like, she just kept repeating, you need to not eat as much before like the, the procedure. And I was like, well, I wasn't planning on eating anything anyway, but also like, for example, today it, and, and this isn't healthy. So for the viewers out there, like this isn't healthy. Don't do this. Don't follow my example here. But like, um, because of everything going on, I'm nauseous, like 24 seven. So I don't really eat 
But when I do eat, what I'm eating isn't the greatest, which is the reason, you know, why I'm still heavy. But like, I'm just like, I just wanted to look at her and be like, bro, I eat maybe once a day. Like today, it's it's noon here, my time, um, one o'clock your time. And I have not eaten because I've just been really, really nauseous this morning. So I like I've had some water and that's it. You said that and I realized I have only had two pieces of toast and three cups of coffee today. That's all. <laughs> and it's one it o'clock here. It like has. I just yeah, I did have coffee too, but you know. Yeah. I, I've just been not I've been busy. Like I haven't been well, I haven't been busy. I've been watching um watching stuff on YouTube and doing some school stuff. So it was like and Bobo has gone out a couple of times, although it's raining and it's like, I don't want to do anything. Right. Just, I didn't even think about it. But yeah, that seems I I was going to say, well, I can understand from an anesthesiologist point of view if she was like saying like warning, like giving you warnings about here's some things that might might occur uh, because they are putting you under and they're going to have to put like an intubation tube down and everything like that. Um, there's more chance for like the airway to get restricted right? with heavier people. But the way I, when you started explaining it and she was like, well, don't eat as much or that's kind of, yeah, that's very fat phobic. And I would give, I don't know, like you might give that information to your surgeon and she'd be like, Hey, yeah, your doctor like and be like, Hey, just some feedback. This didn't make me feel great. So you might talk to your anesthesiologist about their bedside manner because that's ridiculous. Yeah, it just it made me she it wouldn't have been so bad if she just like just said it like in an offhanded way, like once. Yeah. You know, but she kept like emphasizing it over and over. And like kept bringing up things like, do you have sleep apnea? Do you have this? Do you have that? Like, and I'm just like, no. Well, the sleep apnea, I could understand because you're like, going to be, yeah. No, but, I agree. But like, she's just like, oh, you're sure you don't have that? I'm like, yeah. But yeah, ask it once and move on. Yeah, ask it once, move on. Like, I, to I told you what, what what's going on, what's happening, what I have here. But like, anyway, it just, weird. it was, I didn't like it. Is what yeah. I'm saying. But like, also, they still use the body mass index, which doesn't take anything into account, like your musculature. No. Like, because there's like super heavily muscled people who their BMI index says that they're obese because it doesn't take into account that it's muscle instead of fat. Like, it just goes off of the, the number on the scale. Yeah. And like muscles heavier than fat. So like, bro. <laughs> It, yeah, it's frustrating. I, I'm not a huge fan of doctors. That's why I hardly ever go to doctors. Um, but I did. This guy was really nice. He kind of was just like asking me questions, getting to know um, about my history. And then um, I was telling him I sometimes for some reason my blood pressure spikes really like really high. Mm. And I can just feel and it just randomly happens. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. It just randomly happens. Uh, but like I can feel it in my face. My face right. goes flush and I can feel it like it just feels like there's a lot of pressure on my head. Mm -hmm. um, and it just randomly happens. And it, it's like that for maybe like 20 minutes, then it goes away. So I don't know. But that was kind of that was one of the reasons I went to the doctor because I was right. like, I want to figure out what this is. Um, and then he, I have to go take some tests, uh, go get some blood drawn. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I also left the paper that tells me what, what tests I'm supposed to be doing. Um, he also wants me to call my insurance provider and make sure that they, there's three tests that he wants me to confirm that they will cover mm -hmm. um, before I go and do them. So, and I, I left the paper at work, so I don't have it. 
Although Thursday, when I had to go to the doctor, I I forgot how far things are here. And I Wednesday, when I left work, I got gas mm-hmm. on my way home. Full tank of gas. Got home. I had like maybe just under a full tank of gas. Thursday, by the time I got home, just over a quarter of a tank of gas left. Jesus. Because to work, it's 40 miles. Right. From work to the doctor, it was 40 miles. Oh my God. So that was, that's 80 miles. And then I had to drive back to work from the doctor, another 40 miles, and then back home, another 40 miles. Yeah. So that's 160 miles in one day. Yeah. Crazy. So now I have like just over a quarter of a tank of gas. You're like, wow, I just put gas in my tank, but here we go. And it was $50 to fill up my gas. Ew. I mean, that's that's what happens when you drive an Explorer. They are not great on gas. I keep joking with Ryan, and I've said it a couple times. I'm going to trade in both of our cars, and I'm just going to get a Ford Mustang Mach-E. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He hasn't said, well, what am I going to do? I don't know. <laughs> he just trusts that it'll work out. <laughs> He's like, eh, hey, we'll make it happen. Well, do you want to get into some of these ideas for Asian Pacific or Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Absolutely. Uh, let me actually, we can bounce back and forth and talk about them. Um, so I'll put the link in the comments or not the comments in the the little chat thing. Chat. Do, 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 do. Look at that. Snack Nation. The first one. Um, well, it says, uh, so a fun way to learn about AAPI history and culture is through trivia games. Trivia can be used as a great, uh, sorry, the number one on list. The one number one thing on this list is learn about AAPI history and the culture with trivia. Um, it's a great icebreaker or team building activity for work. And it can also be used to start a conversation about AAPI heritage and culture. And then how this idea supports AAPI Heritage Month, whether it's about the first Jap- Japanese immigrants, Chinese immigrants, or Pacific heritage in general. This game is great. A great opportunity to educate team members about the many different Asian American and Pacific Islander traditions, uh, cultures, and prominent figures. It can be played in person or online. So this is actually more of an ad for a specific game. It's called um, Virtual. Well, it's just called Virtual AAPI History and Culture Trivia. This one's a little bit more of an ad for that's the fair. first one. But like, I mean, it's still it's still pretty it's still pretty good though. Like, yeah. That's, that's a fun idea. And um, it, you don't necessarily have to use like there's I'm, I'm going to include the link in the description of the podcast this week, but you don't necessarily have to use the link to this pod or this trivia game. You can always just make your own. That's true. This is true. Um, I really like the next one um, because I'm a huge, huge fan of um, exploring museums. No. Um is virtual museum tour. So if you're looking for something different to do, um, you can take a virtual museum tour. Um, There are several museums around the country that offer online tours. Now, I'm assuming that they're talking about the United States. So I'm not sure um, 
what there might be available in other countries as far as virtual museum tours. Um, but this does say that there are several museums around the country that offer online tours and many of them have exhibits specifically devoted to AAPI history and culture. Um, so the, one of the reasons that this supports AAPI Heritage Month is it's a great way to celebrate um, that heritage and that culture from home while also learning about um, contributions that have been made to arts, sciences, politics, and so on and so forth. And there is a link um, that you can go to in the article for a virtual museum tour. Now, I will say that um, the the only thing that I have against museums is some of the museums need to return the artifacts to the original countries. Just saying. That's, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I do have a question about that. Do you think if they uh, donate proceeds or... Um, money to that country based on the traction that they get for those artifacts. Sometimes it's not like they don't own the artifacts. Sometimes it's their their artifacts are on loan from someone who owns them. Right. I'm talking. I'm talking more about the one like specifically like the British museums yeah. that have a whole bunch of stuff that they just yanked. <laughs> yeah. Like um, those should be returned. But yeah, no. I think if it's on loan from another country that you know. They should definitely be sharing the wealth yeah. that they're getting from having it on display. Because otherwise, how else would someone that isn't from that country be able to see those things? Right. <clears throat> uh, and then the number three is stock your kitchen with AAPI founded snack brands. Uh, the month is perfect to, time to celebrate AAPI owned businesses. And what's better, a better way to do that than by snack? Or, Jesus. What's a better way to do that than stacking? Oh my God, it's stocking. <laughs> stocking your workplace kitchen with snacks and various AAPI snack brands. Not only will you be supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander owned businesses, uh, but you'll also be getting some delicious Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, and many other snacks and food that are inspired by Asian cultures. Uh, this gesture sends a message of inclusion to AAPI employees and colleagues, letting them know that they are valued and considered part of the company. In addition, by stocking the shelves with AAPI snacks, you are creating an opportunity for people of all backgrounds to try new things and learn more about different cultures. Uh, one thing that I will say about snacks and trying new foods is just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good that um i can't remember what her name is i think she's the korean uh, korean lawyer maybe i follow her on in, uh tiktok and she like takes down people for being like super rude and disgusting about how they don't like oh i don't like this food it's like what well, so but they say that it's like it's disgusting right like, no it's not mm. disgusting you just don't like it that's, right there's a difference yeah and i think that's um, that's one of the reasons I quit watching a lot of the, the try new foods videos like on YouTube and whatnot, because you remember when that was like super, super popular back in the day. Yeah. Um, mukbangs. Yeah. Things like that. And it's like people being just like unnecessarily mean about yeah. like these traditional foods. And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of kids out there who get made fun of at school because, you know, their food smells or something like that or looks weird. But, you know, that's part of who they are. 
that's part of their identity and nobody should be making them feel like trash for eating it. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not good. And I'm wrong. Her name isn't the the Korean lawyer. It's uh, Sujia. I do follow someone that I think their name, their um, TikTok handle. handle is the Korean lawyer. She's a different person and she does also do cooking. So that's why I think that's why I got her confused. Mm. Uh, but her name is Sujia. She's amazing. She always, um, she does a lot of videos where she will clip in or she doesn't actually duet the videos she'll add the clip so that they don't get more views Mm -hmm. um and then she'll talk about it why it's wrong so i think that's a good she does a good way of saying okay i get it you don't like it just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good because some of those snacks or some of those things that you don't think are good is something that is like ingrained in that person's culture so you're basically saying that their culture is bad or their culture is disgusting yeah so be mindful of how you react especially if you're like like you said recording your reaction and posting it on social media be mindful of how you're reacting and just make sure you're letting people know it's not that it's gross it's that you don't like it yeah that's the biggest thing that you need to get your point across and it's something that i've had to think about for a long time because it's like oh i i don't like the way you dress but it's like that's not my (laughs) sarah knows this (laughs) that's that's not it's not my choice to say whether you look good or not it's not my style aesthetic and it's not something that i personally enjoy but that doesn't mean it's not good it doesn't mean it's not valid right uh (laughs) old times (laughs) Sarah always had this thing where she would uh, buy shirts from the men's section, which now I know there's really no like men's versus women's section. Um, All clothes are there to be worn by whoever wants to wear them. It doesn't matter. And some people's outfits are better for them than they are for you. Right. Just move on. I do remember one time. No, there were many times, but the one one time in in particular, I don't remember. I think I was wearing. Oh God, I think I was wearing one of my men's tops and like something I that made, didn't really match. I made and, you change before I would leave the house with you. Yes, <laughs> that happened a lot. That happened a lot. He would come over to pick me up, and he would take one look at my outfit and be like, "We're not going anywhere." To change. <laughs> He's like, "You're. An, I'm not being seen in public with you like that." Like, wow, Ryan. Oh, mean to me. <laughs> anyway. Right. um, The next one is support AAPI-founded businesses in your community. And this is, this is actually really important, not just for AAPI, but also for, like, Black history and um, women's history and whatnot. Like, you know, just support businesses that are owned by marginalized groups. Like, just, it's, it's pretty easy to do that. Just do the thing. Um, one way to support the AAPI community is by purchasing from AAPI-owned businesses. So when you're shopping, um, make sure that you're, you know, trying to spread the love a little bit. Um, you're not only supporting the business owner, but you're also supporting the employees, their families. Um, and it also helps to promote entrepreneurship and economic growth. And, you know, because you're showing your support for these hardworking entrepreneurs, um, who have committed to serving their community, you are also sending a message that diversity is important to you and that you value their cultural experiences in the world. So yeah. I um, think that's pretty important. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the next thing is to promote any events happening in May for employees to attend. So um, there may be events in your area that are being hosted where you can attend and learn more about AAPI culture and heritage. Uh, promote these events to your employees uh, so they are aware, employees or coworkers, so they are aware of what's happening in the community. Uh, if you have any AAPI employees, see if they would be interested in leading a discussion or giving a presentation on their culture or heritage. And then it supports, is a great way to get everyone involved and learn more about the AAPI community. Having AAPI employees, coworkers, and colleagues uh, lead discussions or give presentations about AAPI Heritage Month will educate others about AAPI contributions and influential figures who have made an impact in American history. Um, I do know at my work, they're doing a lunch and learn where they're going to be talking a little bit about AAPI culture and they're also serving um, wontons, I think. Wonton okay. soup, maybe. They're, nice. doing like, they're doing like a lunch and learn that then they're also providing food um, that is in keeping with the culture and the discussion. So not only are they talking about their culture, but they're experiencing the food from their culture as well. Which is fun. Nice. Exciting. I like it when they have those types of events. I remember one time in um, Spencer, we, they did a an event where they had in the cafeteria, they served the food of the culture, but then they also had people come and like do a dance that was uh, reminiscent of their culture or that was like a, a very in, not influential um what's the word i'm looking for sarah ceremonial dance maybe i think is mm. what it was and yeah. um like the people that are part of that culture came dressed in like their uh ceremonial garb and stuff nice it was very cool i sorry i i was i was skipping down i was looking at the other the other things going on um, this one suggests, number six, suggests hosting a culture day. Um, so it's a great time to learn about many diverse cultures and traditions that make up the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Um, you can host a culture day where everyone can come together and celebrate AAPI Heritage Month, um, such as participating in activities, sharing favorite traditional music, or teaching others to do traditional dances. Um, this allows for cultural exchange and understanding, and it's also an opportunity for people to learn more about different cultures while having some fun. Um, the important thing to be aware of when doing that is um, if you have somebody in mind to, you know, assist, to, to be the person who's showing their favorite things or teaching traditional dances, make sure that they are being properly compensated for sharing their knowledge as well. Because like nobody owes you an education. Nobody owes you that information. So like make sure that they are actually like interested in being a part of the cultural exchange and you're not just forcing them to be a part yeah. of the cultural exchange. Yeah. Um, and then the last one on this list is offer professional development opportunities. Uh, AAPI Heritage Month is an excellent time for businesses to offer professional development opportunities geared towards AAPI employees. This includes workshops or, or sorry, workshops on opportunities geared toward, oh my God, what just happened? I skipped. Don't you know. <laughs> my brain does that sometimes. Mine does too. Uh, this includes workshops on leadership skills as well as career-specific training, such as resume, resume building and interview techniques. Offering these kinds of resources will give AAPI employees 
the chance to grow their skill set and be better equipped for future opportunities. Uh, professional development workshops are a great way to show AAPI employees that your company is invested in their success and provide them with the necessary tools to re and resources to reach their goals. Um, one thing I will highlight and I always talk about whenever I do our trainings that I have um, at work is there are different ways that people react in culture. So training and explaining how well maybe just because they're not making eye contact doesn't mean they're not listening that might just be it's disrespectful in their culture to make eye contact as much as and it's kind of ingrained in their in their mind right. that eye eye contact is not okay <laughs> or eye contact is negative um so it's interesting interesting i looked up while we were while we were doing this i was looking at some important aapi figures in history um one of the first people that popped up was anime wong who was the first chinese american film star in the states and she was featured in over 60 movies and then there's um larry Leong, I'm, apolog I'm apologetic if I mispronounce anything, um, who was a Filipino-American labor organizer and civil rights activist. Um, then there's um, Dalip Sand, uh, who is often referred to as Judge, apparently, was the first Asian-American, Indian-American, and first Sikh U.S. representative to be sworn into the United States Senate. Hmm, interesting. Congress, I mean, not Senate. Yeah. So those were a couple there. And then um, I was also looking at, and I can send this in the chat. These are some important figures. Asian American historical figures and some of their accomplishments. Um, this includes people like Patsy Mink and... Patsy Mink uh, won the seat in the Hawaii Senate in 1962, and she was also elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, where she served on the Committee of Education and Labor from 1965 to 1977. And she was the first Asian American woman to serve in Congress. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So, and we can we can include this as well. This also includes Anime Wong on the list. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting people, um, a lot of interesting stuff going on, <laughs> and he's yawning. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm really tired for some reason today. I'm um, also tired, so I get you. So, how do you celebrate AAPI Heritage Month, or what are some activities that you would like to do? Um, one of the ways that I celebrate is by listening to some new music. I I tend to go on YouTube and just type in like a country and then a type of music and see what comes up and then that's that's how I discover a lot of new music. Um, one of the other things I do is um, read about people and read about their experiences and read books written by people who are in those communities. It's funny that you say that because if you on this snack nation thing it says seven but then it goes into a few Five more, more things. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like this isn't really seven but then like at the very top it does say 12 like the actual site is it does say 12 so i don't know why it's like broken into subsections 
why it's um, divvied up like that. Yeah, but there are so like the next one that's on the list is talking about learning how to cook, which is something that I would probably do to celebrate API Heritage Month. I Ryan actually just cooked um some what was it? It was like Napa cabbage and um like noodles and stuff like that. He does it every now and then. It's really delicious food. Um, but it's kind of Asian inspired. And then mm. the next one on the list is celebrating API art, which you kind of talked a little bit about because it's I mean it, it says art, but I I I think of music as art as well. So I would kind of link yeah. that in link lump that into celebrating it that way so i would probably do i would say i supporting and trying new cuisine like new asian cuisine is one way that i usually celebrate although i do that all the time anyways so i like food i'm a food person i like i like to experience the food of other cultures i may like i said earlier may not like it but that's just because that's my taste although a lot of the times i don't i like most of the stuff um and then the next thing on the list is a book club or celebrating an author uh, by reading their book or reading their work and then listening to Asian American podcasts and donating to a community enrichment organization that supports Asian and Pacific Islander people. There you go. I um I've definitely listened to well in my in my quest to learn new languages I've listened to a lot of different um, Korean podcasts um, that talk about like Korean history and what it's like living in Korea and Korean culture and things like that. So podcasts are a great source of information. Yeah, I do find that now I'm kind of overwhelmed with podcasts because I and I have so many and it's like I can't add more podcasts because I already don't listen to the ones that I have in my queue right because they're like most podcasts like even ours is a week like they're weekly so they update weekly and then there's one podcast that i listen to uh from uh monet and bob monet exchange and bob the drag queen that it's they do it they release it twice a week so i also have two episodes that i need to listen to every week from them and <laughs> and the uh, help I sexted my boss they they release an episode on Tuesday then they also release an episode on Friday too and it's like I don't have time I mean I do drive back and forth to work every well not every day um and I that's when I usually listen to them but when I'm at home working I don't usually listen to podcasts because I'm working on right. I don't I don't have a reason to put something on and just let it go right so it's it's difficult but that's a good way to if you want to learn more about culture, like maybe put on some, put the podcast in your regular, your regular rotation on hold and listen to one um, from a AAPI specific person. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to do is just do some fun facts about AAPI month. So there's 30 trivia questions, but we probably won't. Get through won't, all of them. Let's not go through all of them because I want to do this crowd per that's specifically May, May specific history. So that one, that one's fun. Um, and that's the one that I made up. Well, I didn't make up, but they have like a host of questions that you can pull from. <clears throat> so the first question on this, uh, what are some fun facts about AAPI month? Uh, when was AAPI Heritage Month established? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. So the question is, when was AAPI Heritage Month established? 
I am not sure. Um, maybe in the 60s when the civil rights stuff was going on for everybody? Close. Uh, in 1978, Congress passed a joint resolution to celebrate Asian Pacific Heritage or America Asian Pacific Heritage oh my gosh. Asian Pacific American Heritage Week during the first 10 days of May. And then in 1990, George W. George H. W. Bush uh, signed a bill into law that expanded the observe the observance to the entire month of May. Mm-hmm. So first 1978, and then for the entire month of May, it's 1990. So not that long ago, really. No. 33 years ago. No. Yeah. And then the next one, what? The 90s was 33 years ago. <laughs> I know you're old. Ouch. <laughs> And then the next question is, what does AAPI stand for? Which we already know is... American, Asian American Pacific Islander. Yeah. How many people in the United States identify as AAPI? And this I know is that... A, this is according to a 2020 census. Okay. I know that Pacific Islanders specifically is usually around like 2 or 3% of the population. But um, Asian American, like 20, 20%, 30%. No. Uh, So there are approximately 23.7 million people in the United States who identify as Asian or Pacific Islander, representing 7.1% of the total U.S. population. Only 7.1%? Yeah. Wow. But that sounds like a lot when you you phrase it like the the 23.7 million, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot, but then you're like, that's only 7% of the population. Yeah, you have to realize there's billions of people in America, or the United States. Uh, So who was the first Asian American to serve in the U.S. Congress? I don't know. Hiram Fong? I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Hiram Hiram Fong Fong, uh, was the first... Asian American to serve in the U.S. Congress. He represented Hawaii in the Senate from 1959 to 1977. Nice. Oh, you do know this one because you just talked about it. Who was the first Asian American woman to serve in the U.S. Congress? Miss Mink, that we mentioned. Patsy Mink, who served uh, in the House of Representatives from 1965 to 1977, and then again from 1990 to 2002. Nice. Who is the highest-ranking Asian-American in the U.S. government? Ooh, I don't know. Currently? Currently? Yeah. Okay. As of, I have no idea. As of 2021. As of 2021. You're you're looking at me like I should know this, and my brain's drawn a blank. It's a woman, and her name okay. starts with a K. I don't... I, I, I'm ashamed, and I don't know. <laughs> our, our Madam Vice President. Oh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I forget, <laughs> I forget that she's half Indian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she is the highest ranking American, Asian American in the U.S. government. Uh, what is the significance of May 10th in AAPI history? Um, it was the last day of the celebration when it first started. I mean, yeah, <laughs> technically. <laughs> but there's a specific reason why it's the last day, I guess, maybe. Okay. What, why? May, why. 10th, May 10th is the anniversary of the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad, which was built by Chinese laborers. Yes. The railroad was completed in 1869 and helped to open up the West 
to the settlement and to settlement and development. Uh, who was the first Asian American to win an Academy Award? Oh, I'm not going to be able to say this name. I actually used to know this because I wrote a whole blog about it once. Um, Academy Award. Um, hmm. <laughs> they won in 1984 for Best Supporting Actor. I think it was actually 1985 because the film came out in 1984. Can you Can you give me a hint about what the film is? Uh, the Killing Fields. I have not seen it. I haven't either. Uh, the name is Hying Ngor. Ngor. N-G-O-R. H-A-I-N-G. N-G-O-R. Hmm. Okay. I would not have guessed that. I would not. I wouldn't either because I don't even know it. <clears throat> uh, and then let's do a couple more for this and then we'll jump over to the May specific uh, history month or history. Uh, what is the significance of the Sakura cherry blossom in Japanese culture? Um, well, I know that they have the cherry blossom festival every year. No. Um, I believe that the Sakura has something to do with, um, representing like life and death, something like that. Kind of. Yeah. So, uh, it says the Sakura cherry blossom is a symbol of renewal and the impermanence of life in Japanese culture. It is also a symbol of the arrival of spring and the start of a new year. There we go. So I was and, close. Yeah. And then the last one we'll do on this list is who was the first Asian American to win a Pulitzer Prize? And they won it for an autobiography called My, My Life in China and America. I don't know. Their name is Young Wing. Mm. Oh, congratulations. Good job. It doesn't say when, though, like what year. So I don't really know. Well, do you want to move on to some fun? Well, I guess that was that was fun, interesting trivia. But this is more like fun. Well, I guess it's both fun. Um, trivia about the month of May. Yes. I don't really know how what this has to do with the month of May. Oh, because it was opened in May 1st, 1931. Um, how many floors are on the Empire State Building? Are in the Empire State Building, which was opened May 1st, 1931. Was it A, 99, B, 102, C, 109, or D, 112? 102. Correct. And it opened in 1931. The 102-story Art Deco Empire State Building was the tallest building in the world. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what Good Girls actress born May 3rd, 1975 also starred on television's Mad Men? Is it Christina Hendricks, Lauren Lampkus, uh, Mae Whitman, or Retta? Christina Hendricks? Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> I think that's the only person I know from Mad Men. <laughs> Christina the same. Hendricks. Uh, and then in a 2010 Esquire magazine poll, female readers voted Christina Hendricks as the sexiest woman in the world. Okay. Uh, who was the president of the United States when construction began of the Panama Canal in uh, on May 4th, 1904? Was it Grover Cleveland, Theodore Roosevelt, William Howard Taft, or William McKinley? Roosevelt. Yes. That one I actually knew before you gave me the options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Though some politicians argued that the canal through Nicaragua instead... Uh, the, oh, they argued for a canal through Nic Nicaragua instead. 
uh, Theodore Roosevelt's cabinet voted to purchase and reconstruct an existing project that had been started by the French several years earlier. Thus, the Panama Canal was born. Uh, which team... Oh, this more, neither of us are going to know this. <laughs> which team did NHL, NHL legend Bobby Orr lead to their first Stanley Cup title in 29 years on May 10th, 1970? Was it the Boston Bruins? Chicago Blackhawks, Montreal Canadiens, or New York Rangers? It's, I have not a clue. It's, it's close to me. The New York Rangers? No, the Boston Bruins. <laughs> oh, that's right. You said the Bruins. I'm sorry. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> uh, and it says Canadian Bobby Orr joined the Boston Bruins in 1966 and in 1970 scored the goal that secured them the their first Stanley Cup since 1941. Wow. Um, on May 14th, 19, or 1796. Wow, that's very different. Who gave medicine a shot in the arm by developing the smallpox vaccine? Was it Edward Jenner, Jonas Salk, Louis Louis Pestier? I don't, that's probably wrong. And then Max Thieler. Thieler? Jonas Salk. No, it was Edward Jenner. Hmm. Edward Jenner developed the vaccine by adapting the cowpox virus. The scientific name for cowpox is, yep, <laughs> uh, which became the origin for the word vaccine. So they actually developed technically the word vaccine. Okay. And then this one's a fill in the blank. So it's not a uh, multiple choice. The sixth film in the series, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Blank, premiered in on May 15th, 2005. Revenge of the Sith. Yes, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith was the final installment in Star Wars prequel trilogy and landed in box offices in 2005. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> On May 17th, 1989, which Rolling Stone opened Sticky Fingers Burger Restaurant in London? Is it Billy Win Wyman, Charlie Watts, Keith Richards, or Mick Jagger? Keith Richards. No. No? It was Mick Jagger? No, it was Billy Wyman. Mm. The guitarist, I think. Named for the band's 1971 album, Sticky Fingers, Billy Wyman opened his American-style burger joint in West London in 1989 after 32 years in business. Or after 32 years in business, the restaurant closed in 2021 due to COVID-19 pandemic. Hmm. Uh, what message does Samuel Morse send in the first telegraph on May 24th, 1844? Hello out there. Fear not. My message is a simple one, or what hath God wrapped, wrought? I think it was, wasn't it hello out there? No. No? No. Sadness. What the was now, it? The now famous first telegraph message, what hath God wrought, was taken from the Bible's book of Numbers 2323. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> odd choice. What an odd choice, yes. A blank a blank accident on May 26, 1995, paralyzed Superman actor Christopher Reeve from the shoulders down. A horse riding accident. Yeah. The options were diving, riding, skiing, or surfing. And Christopher Reeves, Christopher Reeve, I always say Reeves. I don't know why. I, I do too. Christopher Reeve was thrown from a horse during a riding event, uh, leading 
leaving him paralyzed from the shoulders down. Three more. Uh, which of these heavy metal bands did not shred the nation on the Monsters of Rock 88 to US tour, which opened May 27th, 1988? Dokken, Iron Maiden, I've never heard of most of these. Metallica or Van Halen? Which Van one did not? Halen? They did was not. Van no, not Van Halen. So, so they were involved. This one, this band was not involved. Mm. Um. <laughs> I'm stretching. I'm stretching and yawning. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's, um, Iron, it's Iron Maiden. Okay. All right. And then I, the little, like, I know <laughs> I know these bands, but I don't know. And then the little statement down at the bottom says the the Monsters of Rock U.S. tour ran from May 27th to July 30th, 1988. Featured Dokken, D-O-K-K-E-N. Yeah, that one I don't know. Metallica, Scorpions, Van Halen, and Kingdom Come. Iron Maiden was part of the European Monsters of Rock tours in England, France, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, and Spain. I don't know any of these. I know Metallica and Van Halen, but... And I've heard of... I guess I know. I've heard of three of them, but I've never listened to any of them that I know of. Two more, and then we can call it a podcast. Shoot. Real uh, quick, what? I looked. I looked up Christopher Reeve just because we were talking about him, and uh, apparently we have the same birthday, September twenty oh, fifth. Look at you. Look at me. Anyway, continue. Well, now I'm pulling up the Google Doc because I have to get my your scripted clothes ready. Scripted <laughs> clothes ready. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. One moment, the of war. Yeah. That's cool, babe. Oh. My favorite joke in Finding Nemo was ruined when I watched it in Spanish because escape is how you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. My favorite joke. Okay. Uh, back to this. Uh, best-selling novel, The Kite Runner, was published on May 29th, 2020, or 2003, following a young boy growing up in blank. Was it Afghanistan, India, Iraq, or Saudi Arabia. I think it was Afghanistan, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Author Khalid Hosseini, Hosseini, uh, debut album, or <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, debut novel tells a young boy's coming of age story growing up in Kabul, Afghanistan. Nice. And then last question. What iconic New York City venue did businessman William Vanderbilt open in on May 31st, 1879? Was it the Carnegie Hall, the Lincoln Center, Madison Square Garden, or Radio City Music Hall? Radio City Music Hall? No. Madison Square Garden. See, that was my first that was the one I was thinking it was, and then I second guessed myself. That's what happens. Well, you should have said it first. I should have said it first. <laughs> And that brings us to the end. That brings us to where we are now. Yeah. Do you have anything fun planned for the weekend? I have Bobo standing next to me like he wants to go out. <laughs> um, I have date night tonight with Nick. Um, I think we're going to watch a movie tonight. I think that's our plan is we're going to watch a movie. I just realized it's only two o'clock here and I have like two thirds of the day left. <laughs> yes, you do. This is not the evening evening like it usually is because I had to bail on us yesterday. I was just thinking, oh, I need to figure out what I'm going to make for dinner because I need to make it. And then it's like, no, I haven't even eaten lunch yet. You haven't even eaten breakfast except for toast. I haven't eaten anything. Well, yeah, toast. Yeah, but like toast isn't really breakfast. Yeah, 
Me. I also need to eat something. What am I going to eat? I don't know. Saltines? Because you just got sick? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't... That sounds fun. I don't have anything fun planned for this weekend. Although, I we usually don't plan our weekends. And I don't right. know what it's going to be like tomorrow. So, I don't know. Well, hopefully the weather will be nice and y'all can go out and do something fun. Maybe. We did go to the the beach last weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw those pictures. Bobo Love that. Was, Bobo was playing on the beach and it was really nice out. My little old man. I miss him. He's right here. I know. But if you lift him up, then he's going to start peeing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he had a... Yesterday, I know I picked him up and when I went to take him out one day or at one point or no it was not it wasn't yesterday it was thursday his front like the left side of his nose had was all swollen a little bit so i i don't know and it's not like that anymore so whatever it was there must have been like some something annoying him or maybe maybe he scratched it bit by something or something but he's fine now so i don't know i mean as long as he's fine now yeah yeah. Uh, well, you want to call it a podcast? Yeah, I think we can call it a podcast. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. If you like this week's episode, make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe, and then leave a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, as this will help get the podcast out to more people. Uh, feel free to follow us on social media. Our Instagram and Twitter handle is at nowaboutthatpod. And if there's something specific you would like to talk, like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email us at nowaboutthatpod at gmail or visit our website, www.nowaboutthatproductions.com. Also give us a call or text any with any questions that you would like us to answer on the podcast. Our phone number again is 765-557-4170. And then thanks again for listening. And we hope you have a great week since this will be coming out on a Monday. And Sarah, enjoy your weekend. You as well. Do something interesting. Eat some good food. We shall see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.